Hello and welcome to Urban Contemplative's Mindful Moment Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Urban Contemplative's, Eric Barnhart. We here at Urban Contemplative's created this podcast to accomplish two goals. First, that it would act as a bridge between our monthly gatherings to help folks stay connected and engaged in contemplative practices. Second, it would provide resources and connection to our contemplative community for folks who aren't able to attend our gatherings locally. We'll be releasing a new episode weekly on Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice and join us each week for another mindful moment. With that, I suggest you take a few seconds or pause the episode if you need to and get settled in to a quiet location. Turn off any distractions like music or TV or notifications on your phone or watch, etc. Go ahead and do that now. Let's begin now by taking a deep breath or two and relaxing for a few minutes as we listen to some contemplative music. This can help us lessen any urban noise inside us and around us so that God's voice can become more distinct. Feel free to close your eyes, keep them open, sit, kneel, or stand, whatever is most comfortable for you. Let's open our minds, let's open our hearts, and let's go listening for God together.
Now that we've had a chance to settle in a bit, we're going to begin a moment of contemplative prayer. First, I'll read a short text to get our minds engaged with a topic or theme. After that, I'll invite us to pray. Before we pray, I'll suggest a word or phrase that we can repeat to ourselves as part of our prayer. As our focus begins to center on that word or phrase, we listen inwardly and see what God might have to say to us. It may be a little, it may be a lot. There's no real metric here other than if you're doing it, then you're doing it right. Our text in the last episode was from the well-known hymn, Amazing Grace. In it, we found the two words that we centered ourselves on during prayer, lost and found. This week, we will be using another pair of words, also found in that same hymn, blind and see. For the contemplative, much of our focus is spent on achieving a new kind of lens to see our lives and the world around us. Richard Rohr describes this as seeing the truth of things in their wholeness. It is a mental discipline and gift that detaches us, even neurologically, from our addiction to our habitual way of thinking, and from our left brain, which likes to think it is in control. We stop believing our little binary mind, which strips things down to two choices, and then usually identifies with one of them, and begin to recognize the inadequacy of that limited way of knowing reality. Only the contemplative can start venturing out into a much broader and more open-ended horizon. Ironically, now we're going to pray around a binary set of words. The reason that we use these word pairs is so that we can take these two ideas expressed in them and begin to probe and to explore and to recognize that these pairs are actually not binary, but they can coexist. And our prayer time helps us to begin to look at these pairs together as a more complete whole and see that there are nuances and hues between the words. Let's continue now in prayer, centering ourselves first on the word blind. Let's pray. Let's reorient our prayer now 
centering ourselves this time on the word see. Let's pray. I'd like to share a passage of scripture now from Matthew 15, verses 29 through 31, from a translation and commentary called The Passion. After leaving Lebanon, Jesus went to Lake Galilee and climbed a hill nearby and sat down. Then huge crowds of people streamed up the hill, bringing with them the lame, blind, deformed, mute, and many others in need of healing. They laid them at Jesus' feet and he healed them all. And the crowds marveled with rapture and amazement, astounded over the things they were witnessing with their own eyes. The lame were walking, the mute were speaking, the crippled were made well, and the blind could see. For three days, everyone celebrated the miracles as they exalted and praised the God of Israel. I wanted to share a mindful moment with you that I've had recently. Because of the coronavirus and the quarantines, it's forced me to live a very different rhythm of life, which is kind of surprising to me because most of the work that I do is out of my home studio. So I'm not usually traveling a whole lot of places. I'm usually right at home digging in and tackling the bulk of my creative output and the bulk of my busy work and administrative work right from home. It feels like, if anything, I'm busier than I normally am. Some things have definitely slowed down, but others have ramped up to replace the work that I usually do. And so what's interesting to note is, despite the fact that my busy work and my overall volume of work has increased, certain aspects of the rhythm of my own personal life have definitely been altered. I was at a retreat this last Friday hosted by Catherine Powell, who is the head of a contemplative community and ministry called The Anchorage. She hosts what are called Desert Days. And if you've never done one before, I strongly encourage you 
to explore it if it sounds of any interest to you after I kind of describe it. And essentially what we do is we take time to gather, here's some contemplative texts, and then go pray and spend quiet time with God, and then come back, circle up, and share anything we may feel led to share, mindful moments, if you will, with the group so that we can all be enriched. So as I went away to pray, the thing that I came back with the most was an impression that this feeling, it's not new, and it's something that I've actually been striving for in my life to recapture. 20 billion years ago or so, when I was fresh out of the University of Miami and working, there wasn't a lot of work to be done at that time. And so I had a lot of downtime. But those are some of the most reflective, meditative, contemplative times that I've ever experienced. Time seemed to move slower. A friend of mine, I remember uh, on Facebook, posted something about the time dilation aspects of the quarantine that we're going through right now. And I thought that was an excellent way of describing it. But for me, time has definitely felt slow, and I'm noticing things just in general more. And I'm taking moments to pause and to really be present with whatever may be happening, whether it's sitting out on the porch and hearing the birds, noticing the birds, actually finding the birds, whether it's watching my wife and daughter play with our cat with a ball of yarn that they've been using to knit with, and the cat going crazy about it, whether it's just appreciating the home-cooked food that we're making with much greater regularity because we can't go anywhere. It's a lifestyle and a rhythm that paradoxically has come about while I'm working even more. This slowness of feeling, the space during and between moments of living. And so I'm not really sure why that is when I'm just as busy as I always have been. And in, and in many ways, I'm using technology far more than obviously I did, you know, however, several decades ago, because we just have a lot more of it uh, competing for our time. But I think there's something that is underlying this new normal, this new way of life that I thought originally had more to do with just how busy we filled our calendar and how much technology we were using. And that's what made it harder to sync up with the rhythms of God, with the rhythms of the Spirit, with the rhythms of our soul that most nourishes us. So with me feeling that same experience, that same ability to contemplate and to meditate and to reflect more effectively like I used to, it's really gotten me to wonder If I'm busier now, if I have more committed relationships now in terms of family, what about this new lifestyle has afforded me to be more present? I don't have any really solid answers about it right now other than I know it's there. And I very much appreciate and welcome it. My goal for now, though, is to just rest in that. Even if an answer isn't forthcoming... I am completely fine with that because a lot of times as humans, as subjective participants in an objective reality, we don't get to know the why. We don't get to know the reasons why God has allowed one thing but not the other or why one thing that was true for us 
at one stage of our life, at one moment in time, is now no longer true in our experience. Right now we are looking through a glass darkly, and at another time we will see with much greater clarity and understand more thoroughly and more deeply. And there's a great peace that can come when we embrace that, when we realize that we are not expected to know all the answers. And just simply rest in that. I hope that's helpful to you. And if it's true for you and your experience, I pray that it blesses you. And if it's something that you are longing for and not experiencing, I pray that it becomes true for you and your experience in your life. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Urban Contemplative's Mindful Moment. If you haven't yet and enjoy our episodes, I encourage you to hit subscribe. Further, if you haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram, you can find us pretty easily just by searching on any of those social media platforms, Urban Contemplatives, and we should pop right up. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Urban Contemplatives Mindful Moment. Thank you.